everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliet Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mangus, as well as Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon. We are live on YouTube as well as on Computer World's LinkedIn page. So if you have any questions, comments while we're talking, you want to mention something, ask a question, do let us know either in the comments on um, LinkedIn or in the live chat on YouTube. And we'll do our best to get back to you. So we've got a few different things to talk about today. So we want to run over the Mac Studio review. Mike, I know um, there's a new, you guys have a review out. Um, new updates with iOS 15.4. And we want to talk a little bit about Foxconn shutting down its factory. Um, it's like partially reopened now, but kind of the significance of that. So if you don't mind, let's talk, let's start Foxconn. So Ken, can you talk yeah. a little bit about um, what, what the deal was there? Sure. I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but there's a pandemic going on. And <laughs> in China right now, it seems like the uh, Omicron variant has finally arrived. So Foxconn uh, shut down. It was weird because they sort of quickly shut down and then sort of quickly partially reopened earlier this week. Uh, Lucas Marion had done a story for us uh, on Computer World. And, it, you know, it just goes back to that, to the, to the same problem we've seen about supply chains for the last two years. Yeah, of course. It's impossible to sort of get, uh, get into a rhythm because just about when things seem to be going back to normal, something else happens, whether it's, you know, again, another variant of, of um, COVID or, you know, the fighting in Europe or, you know, gas supplies and things like that. So, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to have any major problem, have any, give major problems to Apple at this point, but we'll see. You know, we're, I know we're going to talk about like the uh, the studio and, and some of the new hardware from Apple. And I was checking this morning and like, you know, of course, it's a new device, but, uh, you know, delivery times, depending on which one you're getting, are like three to four weeks or six to eight weeks. So I, I think it's just another reminder that. Apple can roll out new hardware, companies can unveil new phones and whatever, but we're all captive to the supply chain and the problems that are, you know, plaguing it. Yeah, I mean, Apple, these stories are fun to write and read, but the bottom line is Apple has many factories yeah. that produce iPhones. We're in the middle of an iPhone cycle, so they're making less of them or fewer of them at the moment. So if it's going to happen... It, this was kind of a be better case scenario than it was last year when, um, you know, they were having chip problems. And, you know, it seems to be getting better. If you look at Apple's delivery estimates, which is really what we have to go on. I'm not I'm not a supply chain, supply chain analysis or, or analyst, but looking at the across the board from the iPad to the iPhone and, and as you said, the Mac Studio, you know, maybe maybe a week or two. Not too bad. You can go to the store and basically pick up anything right now. Um, Amazon has them in stock. So there are, you know, Apple isn't going to have the hit that it took in that holiday quarter, which was like, I don't know, eight billion or some crazy. Eight million. or nine billion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, like, that's not what this is, but it's a, it's a reality check that, you know, A, there is some turmoil in the world, mm -hmm. that part of the world, if you will. And we have a pandemic and, you know, there's a labor shortage and there's delivery shortages and there's all sorts of issues going on. The fact that we're, they're able to get anything anywhere is nothing short of miraculous. To be <laughs> hey, Michael, I'm curious, you know, in, ter in terms of talking about the, the Mac Studio, you know, I, I've wondered because obviously there's the, the base model, the 1999 model, yeah. then there's the one with the M1 Ultra. 
which is the more expensive one, and that's the one that's that's you know six to eight weeks. Do you think that's because Apple made less of them, or because Probably. they're popular and that's the one everybody wants? I or is think, it any way? I would know? think it's it's because they made fewer than. Even if you look at the reviews, like we got a we got a Max, bunch of our con, con, contemporaries got a, got M1 Max. You know, a couple of sites got the Ultra, not yeah. many of them, and I think that's why, because it's a four thousand dollar computer, so yeah. Apple's going to make fewer of them. And, you know, that's just how that's going to go. I mean, they might not even really stock. They probably won't stock them at stores. So, like, you might not walk like, ever be Apple a next store day item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like, the Mac Pro is not a is not an Apple store device. So that the, the, the M1 Ultra might be one of those devices that isn't a next day thing. It's a next week thing. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a high end. I mean, four grand is a lot to yeah. drop on a computer. You know, I was just going to make one quick point, and that is when it comes to Apple supply chain and delivery times, Apple almost always under promises and over delivers. So even those, you know, those devices sure. that may be three to four weeks out, you get a, you know, you you get to two and a half weeks and yeah. suddenly it's shipped, you know. And let's not forget before all this started, you know, when a new product came out, you did not get it immediately, ever. You always had to wait. Sometimes, remember when the uh, AirPods Max came out? It was like four months. Look at the uh, Apple polishing cloth. I mean, Apple, Apple stuff is in demand. So yeah, Drinks, the supply chain. Polishing you, you have I've it got too. my polishing cloth, baby. I've got one tucked away. <laughs> so the supply chain and the situation in the world and all these little uh, uh, external factors certainly play a role. But in a perfect in a perfect uh, society, we probably wouldn't be able to buy an M1 Ultra right now anyway, because it's Apple. Gotcha. So, I mean, well, I, I guess my question is then, you know, Mike, what was, what's the deal with it? What is, how was, the, how did the review go? What was the first look like? What's the consensus that um, you all reached? Yeah. Um, Roman, Roman Loyola, our, our Mac expert who's been with us for, I don't know, 15 years, maybe? Something. I'll, a I'll link his time. review. Longer than me. How about that? He he took a look at it and Apple gave us a, a, a nice, you know, it wasn't like a two day thing. He's had he's had about a week to spend to spend some time with it. And yeah, his consensus opinion is that it's awesome. If you want, if you need it, you right. know, it, it's it, it supplies power that's equivalent to a really high end Mac Pro or a really high end Windows desktop. And it's priced accordingly. You don't get a keyboard, you don't get a mouse, you don't get a monitor, you just get the Mac Studio. That's it. It's like buying a Mac Mini, but the Mac Mini is seven bucks. You know, you you have to need that power. But if you do, this is like, it's like you know, Shangri-La. We've been asking for this forever, right? Uh, a Mac that has high-end performance and higher-end performance. If you want to spend the money, all the ports you can possibly need. You know, it's got it's got Thunderbolt, it's got HDMI, HDMI two. That's a bit of a bummer. Two point one provides uh, support. Two point one, really? It's not. It has, that's uh, a surprise. Okay. Well, yes and no, because the MacBook Pro also has two point so it's not a total surprise. It's a very Apple thing to do. Yeah. Um. So in that's about the only thing that isn't future proofed. Otherwise, you're getting a machine that has tons of ports, tons of power, and uh, I want to ask you, Ken, what do you think of the design? We were, we were actually, having a bit of a debate about it. I like it. I personally like it. I mean, I also like the look of the Mac Mini, you know, and it's and it, to me, it's just like if you took two Mac Minis and stack them on top of yeah, each other. Uh, probably now, it's a bit chunky, 
you know, yeah. I get the, I get the, you know, the, the vibe, but it's a bit chunky, but it's something tells me that if I were to get one and I'm not, I know it, that's hard to believe, but I'm not getting one. Um, that if I was holding it in my hand, I think I would think of it as, as, you know, an upscale design. Why yeah. you, do you think well, not? We have a picture, um, a couple of pictures, but next to a power Mac G4 cube. Yeah. From, I mean, that's 22 years old, but Apple's design back then, you can look at the iMac G4, that era. And people criticized them for it, uh, form over function. And well, some of the complaints, they were right. Yeah, for sure. Some of the complaints were absolutely justified, but there was a sense that, that Apple was, you know, Steve Jobs said it all the time. We're at the corner of, of technology and liberal arts or creative. And, and they absolutely were. Like they were making machines that people wanted to buy because they wanted to look at them. I'm not saying that's why you should buy a Mac, but the Mac Studio, yes, it's definitely a high-end performance machine. But in my mind, it looks more like a, I don't know, like Wait, a Ford wait. rather than like a Lamborghini. And yeah. there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Like it's fine, but there's nothing nice, like it doesn't jump out at you as something like, oh, wow, let me look at that thing. Is that thing cool? And again, like that's not what we necessarily want in a, in, a, in anything that we buy, unless it's a, a piece of art. It doesn't need to do that way. But Apple seemed over the last two decades, maybe you can tie it to Steve Jobs dying. But Apple well, has Johnny Ive from gone, maybe. Johnny Ive too, from form over function to function over form. And there's, there's two classes of people. Some people want this. They just want a box that does what it's supposed to do. And it absolutely does. And it has the rounded corners and, you know, uh, based on my, I haven't touched it, but I'm sure it's nice and, you know, nice and polished and smooth and all that stuff. But I just can't help but look at it and say, uh, it's okay. It's fine. Like, it's not bad. But it's not like that. It doesn't have that Apple flair. See, I, you know, again, I haven't touched it either. I would like to see one. But I mean, I'm thinking back to, you know, you're absolutely right about where Apple was 20, 25 years ago. The, you remember the iMacs, the color, colorful iMacs? Sure. Those, those were meant to be put in the living yeah, room and absolutely. looked at. You know, and they the iMac G4 be... is still the greatest computer ever made. Yeah. Bar none. And, but, but, you know, think about the most recent MacBook Pros that came out last yeah. fall. They're the chunky. Same thing. I agree. You know, they're a little thick. And they're chunky. very utilitarian. They, the well, screen's amazing. They do their job. Yeah, I mean when I, I mean when I, I nicknamed my my MacBook Pro Tank because it feels like a tank <laughs> when you're using it and holding it, you know. And so I, I mean, I can find beauty even in 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 just function, you know. Sure. I, no, and and there's a case to be made for that. And there's a whole class of users that are probably thrilled yeah. that Apple does seem to be prioritizing the function, in the sense that. This Mac Studio, the reason why it's so thick is because it has a big, giant cooling uh, uh, mechanism. Yeah, well, and that's, that's for the, but that's for the M1 Ultra, right? Well, it's not both, really. No, they they both have it. The M1 Ultra is made of copper. Okay. And the M1 Max is is made of aluminum, so it's a different it's a different um, uh, conductor. Okay. But it's the same it's the same mechanism inside it. And the reason why they did it is so when it's running at sustained speeds, even the Max, that it can it, even when when that fan goes on. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't need to go on as often. And when it does, it spins very slow. So you don't hear it. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is, do you, it, it, when, in Roman's testing of this thing, has he gotten much fan noise? Yeah, he heard it, but he said he had to like listen for it. Okay. So it's, he said it's very, very quiet. It doesn't go like, we, we know with the M1, I mean, the, the Mac mini, I know it does. 
the MacBook Air doesn't have a fan. So it doesn't need one for for active cooling um, unless you're pushing it. And that's what these machines are meant to do, you know, two hour rendering project, uh, projects and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in his testing and his benchmarks and the things that, that push the processor, he did get the fan to go on, but he didn't really hear it. And so, I mean, that's what it's made for, like music studios. Like you can't yeah. have a fan in the background when you're recording something because it's going to mess everything up. So Apple absolutely, you know, we know the thermals of the M1 chip, of the Apple Silicon chips are just amazing. I mean, the Mac, so your MacBook Pro, my MacBook Pro, I have, well, I don't have the Macs. You do, I believe. I do. It's the same. Like, so it used to be, and when I say used to be, I mean like three years ago. Well, you had to make a choice. Do you want the power of a desktop or do you want the portability of a laptop? And that was, it was a conscious decision you had to make because laptops had sacrifices. You got slower chips, you got chips that didn't have sustained power, you got lesser graphics, all that stuff. That's not the case. The M1 Max Mac Studio benchmarks nearly identical to the M1 Max PowerBook, uh, PowerBook, look at me, MacBook Pro. I was just going to literally ask you that. So if you've got the MacBook Pro with an M1 Max. Bring, bring back say, the PowerBook, Apple, sorry. What's that? He wants the PowerBook. I tripped up and said, and said PowerBook. I missed, well, you're I missed just that, dating yourself. I, I missed there. that meme. We weren't, was, I wasn't going to call it, it out, but since you've called attention to it. Right? <laughs> uh, but no, I was just going to say, so if you stack those up, so the, the performance numbers are pretty much the same? They're, they're nearly identical. Um, Roman was able to get the Mac Studio a little bit higher in graphics um, on on higher tests, and yeah. it probably has to do with the fans inside the MacBook Pro only reach a certain level, and it kind of cuts off. It does it throttles it a little bit, yeah. but we're talking high high end stuff for the most part. And nice. It's, they're they're identical, which is, you know, it's not a surprise in the sense that we know from the iMac and the Mac mini and the MacBook Air, those three, all M1s, all the same, all different form form factors, all different cooling, all different setups, all that stuff. So like intellectually, I understood that. But when you see it in action, you see it on paper, it's like, man, like we've reached a point where the, the playing field is just completely level. You just choose what you want. What form factor? You want a desktop? Here you go. You want a, you want a laptop? Get that one. Yeah, you you're not laptop, giving up anything for portability. Nothing. Now. Nothing. No. Yeah. Hey, uh, did Roman also get a studio display? He did. I was just about to ask that. <laughs> yeah, that's next. I was about to say, I know that there's been a little bit less fanfare. Yeah, he didn't have those issues with the camera, or maybe he wasn't looking for them. But I, from what I saw, you know, he had screenshots and he he he, he didn't experience that. You know, we, we have every now and again, this happens with Apple reviews, review products. If you remember the Apple Watch Series 3, um, there was a cellular issue with those early reviews and, you know, like the Verge, I think maybe the Verge or maybe the Wall Street Journal, somebody blasted it because it was the first model with cellular and it like just doesn't work. It just straight up doesn't work. And, you mm-hmm. know, ours was fine. In fact, I reviewed that um, and it turned out where it was a, a bit of an issue and they either replaced them or fixed them. And that was that. And I, I, I suspect this will be the same thing. It doesn't come out till Friday. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, a, if there's a software update by then, if not early next week, that fixes. And they'll have a thing that say, that'll say a small amount of studio displays exhibit, you know, lesser quality pictures or whatever. But it, it had to do with the camera and 
you know, we know that 12 megapixel ultra wide camera is really good because we see it in the it iPhone. It should be. After, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, Roman did not. He's used it on the iMac. Oh, no, the iMac doesn't have it. He's used it on the iPad Pro and knows like, and he didn't notice those issues. So it, if it does, if it did affect his machine, it wasn't nearly at the level of the Virgin and Wall Street Journal. Um, if it if it it, it might not have at all. He, he might have had a, a good one in the sense that it, it doesn't affect all of the machines. You know, I, I have a question for you, Michael. Uh, uh, just in terms of that whole form function thing, what do you think of the design of the studio? It's okay. Yeah, just a minute. It's fine. Okay. Right? I mean, the bezels are, you know, not as thin as I'd like them to be. The design is not as nice as I'd like it to be, I'll say. Nice is the wrong word. Not as unique. Refined? I mean, it's it's an Apple thing. It's a thick widescreen 27-inch monitor that looks kind of like an iMac without the chip. Yeah. There's nothing about it that stands out from any other. You know, yes, it's aluminum versus plastic. That's nice. Quite frankly, I wish they would have used plastic. So it was a it's little not cheaper. It's not $15.99 nice, you know? It's yeah, like, I mean, I, hot... I'm using a, a Samsung monitor. I'm looking at it right now. It's mm -hmm. plastic. I paid, I don't know, 300 bucks for it. It's fine. You know, like Apple is, is the studio display is not what I have. Let's get, get that straight. This doesn't have a camera. This doesn't have a, a, a three mic array. It doesn't have uh, spatial audio. Do you really need that stuff in your monitor? I don't know. I think, you know, Roman gave it four stars, but throughout he did say, hey, if you can afford it and if you want it, you're going to love it. But, sure. So. Gotcha. That's that. That's that's kind of the, the verdict there. Like, like it's a good monitor. It doesn't have HDR. It doesn't have ProMotion, high refresh. Okay. You know, you're missing some stuff. It's still a good 5K monitor, a really good quality. I mean, Apple's displays are great. It's not mini LED. So the, the blacks... You know, really dark gray, not like you get on the on the on the on the MacBook Pro. Yeah, gotcha. you know, it, it's good. It's really good. Where it's do you think it should be priced? It's you. I think it's probably worth sixteen hundred bucks. Okay. Based on how Apple built it, based on what Roman described, it's a really nice monitor. Okay. Um, I would have been happier if Apple made a nine ninety nine monitor and made yeah. some sacrifices. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, the last thing that I want to talk about is iOS 15.4. So this was released when? Monday. Monday. Okay. So a few days ago, three days ago. And the main, the the two things that I know about it off the top of my head, face ID with a mask and then yeah. universal control, right? What else? Anything else that was like a, you know, banner addition? Yeah, there's update? some other stuff. There's, there's a new Siri voice that was recorded by a member of the LGBTQ community. Okay. So it's, they, they like the people who, who write about it, they call it nine, non-binary, which means it's not explicitly male and yes. not explicitly sort of gender female. Neutral, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's funny, like when you listen to it, one day it can sound male and one day it can sound female. So it's kind of like right on that line. It's, um, you know, that's that's interesting. You know, if you, if you, if you want a new voice, mm -hmm. the, um, what else was there? Oh, there's changes to iCloud, I, iCloud Keychain. So there is um, new, uh, uh, when you save a password, you, you can add a note to it, which is cool. So you can add a, um, like a, like 
kind of behind oh, that. Oh, gotcha. If you have a security question or, yeah, or, yeah, 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 or, or yeah. a separate user ID, you can't create a note, but you can add a note to an existing password. That's cool. It also prompts you now when you save a password without a username, which happens more often than, than it should, where you're on like a security page or you change your password and it overrides something and saves it to, uh, to, to the keychain, but it just saves the password. And it doesn't say the username and you know it's not always obvious what the username is so that it'll prompt you now do you want to put in a username so the, there, there's other th those are meaningful changes but the the marquee stuff is absolutely face id with with the mask and uh universal control so what exactly is universal control if you can if you can explain yeah. it can can actually i might throw this to you just because i know johnny had an article about it and sort of what it means for productivity um so yeah what is it and and what does it mean for productivity well, yeah, I haven't used it yet, but basically what it does Wait, is... what? What's that? <laughs> you haven't? You're the no, I, have not, guy. I have not used it yet. I should because I do have an iPad and, you know, my MacBook Pro, whatever. It basically allows you to sort of put an iPad and a recent model Mac together in a way that you can kind of share the screens, use the same keyboard, trackpad to maneuver between the two. Did I get that right, Michael? Yeah, so there's two different technologies. There's there's universal control is a new one, and then and before that there was something called Sidecar. Yeah. So what what Sidecar was was it, it basically let you extend your Mac's display. Right. So you it, it gave you like a like a funky little window on your iPad, and you can do work on the iPad or the Mac, either or, and you know work together. Universal control it literally links them. So the iPad is still an iPad, the Mac is still a Mac, but you can move your mouse so if you're using your your trackpad or your mouse if you move it to the edge of the mac screen once you set it up in, in displays like you can literally just zoop, move it your just mouse jumps over right yeah right mm -hmm. and all of a sudden then you got that little that little bubble circle and you're you're controlling your your ipad you can drag files back and forth you can and it's 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 pretty cool <laughs> like it's the kind of thing that for one it's apple's coolest software feature in a long time but it also it, it really opens up like a new level of productivity for the mm -hmm. iPad in the sense that, you know, the iPad and it still is it kind of we've talked about this how many times like <laughs> it's a it's it suffers from iPad OS. iPad OS hasn't given it, you know, what it really needs. It's the best tablet in the world. All of them, even the 329 one. It's the best. I would never recommend anything other than an iPad, but it's still not quite where Apple wants it to be and this this is like almost like a peek at what apple can do maybe with apple silicon maybe with um you know putting the m1s and the ipad pro and the ipad air and further refinement of the, of, of the os you know how these things can all work together very seamlessly very very effortlessly and really kind of elevate both workspaces both the mac and the ipad while still letting them be their own devices without you know, cluttering them with too many features. That that was exactly the point that Johnny Evans had mentioned. He's he's been using it, and he mm -hmm. raved about it because it really really good. it works with his workflow. He said it made it it's made him much more productive and efficient because he, he you know he uses a Mac and he uses an iPad, and now he can kind of go back and forth and back and forth without yeah, and, having to change you know what you're using to input whether it's a trackpad or keyboard or whatever. And you don't have to like. I do it all the time. We email ourselves ourself a file or we'll use universal copy and paste or we'll airdrop something like all the stuff is there, yeah. mm -hmm. but you have to know it's there. You got to, you got to consciously remember to use it. And it takes, it takes effort and energy and all this stuff. This is because completely and totally like, whoa, this is so cool. Like it's just as Craig Federighi's 
demo was. It's very cool, very easy, super simple to set up, and it works with a, with a lot of a lot of iPads, like most of them. Most of the yeah. ones released in like the last five or seven years. So it's it's a very very cool feature. I almost wish they would have made it limited to the iPad Pro. So like we knew it was a pro feature, but you know, gotcha. I'm sure someone who has an iPad Mini doesn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know I know we're probably getting late on time, but I just wanted to mention the uh, the other thing in 15.4, the uh, Face ID with a nice with a mask. It works. Yeah. It, it really works. That's very, helpful. Very well. Now Apple tells you it's, you're a little more insecure, I guess, and you yeah, have, they don't they don't uh, tell you how much insecure, if you will, unsecure, less secure. I feel like less. I feel like it's the kind of thing like maybe like now my brother could could unlock my phone if he's wearing a mask or like I don't know what it, so what it is is just a quick a quick um overview. You you do have to do another scan. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a scan while wearing a mask, but what it does is so the newer this newer scan. Mm -hmm. focuses on your eyes it does more up up yeah. yeah top part of your head so it will so you're doing another scan but but you're really focusing here and if you wear glasses you're gonna have to do a second one if you wear two sets of glasses you gotta do a third one because it's it's really getting that top part of your face so it's it's just ignoring right. down here once it once it recognizes that you're wearing a mask it, it, it goes to that second face it's it's completely seamless like there's no like uh unlock with apple watch you mm -hmm. knew that was happening. Yeah. It buzzed your wrist. It took an extra second or two. This is just instantaneous. There's, there's, there, you, already, you don't even know it's happening. And so to, to, for your thing, Juliet, I don't think it, it's anywhere near that okay. unsecure. Uh, I mean, remember, Touch ID was one in 50,000. Face ID is one in a million. Right. Let's say it's in between those two. It's still way better than okay. Touch ID, and it's still very secure. Okay. So just because someone looks exactly like you, you know, yeah, the, the I, distance right, between so their that, eyes, I've eyes to forehead. It, like my son couldn't unlock my phone. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like. Michael, I hate to tell you, you don't look like a 10 year old, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're young. You. Not that young. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly useful. So yeah. that's good. I'll, I'll have to try that out. Yeah, well, it's, it's a it's a feature that should have been here about eighteen months ago, but it's it's, it's definitely worth yeah, it. Well, it's here now. On, we may be we, back. I mean, we, we might be back. It. But yeah. it would have been even if we are, it would have been super helpful last year. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> right. for sure. Truly. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I think a lot of good info here. I know we covered a lot. Um, so I really appreciate you both coming on and chatting with me. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. You can subscribe to the channel, like the video over there, and um, hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, whatever that you want to let me know, please do let me know in the comments below on YouTube, and I will do my very best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.